Good morning. It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW in Sitka. Today is Thursday, May 13th, 2021. I'm Peter Apathy with Raven News. Guardian Flight has settled a wrongful death lawsuit over a 2019 air ambulance crash that killed three people. Dylan Listberger of Juno sued the Utah-based medevac company over the death of his 30-year-old fiancée, Stacy Ray Morse, a flight nurse who was 27 weeks pregnant at the time. The twin-engine King Air turboprop was en route to the village of Cake to pick up a patient the evening of January 29, 2019. But investigators say during its approach, it inexplicably veered to the right and dropped more than 2,500 feet in just 14 seconds. The bodies of the three crew members were never found, and investigators never established a cause for the crash. The original lawsuit sought more than $100,000 for gross negligence against the company, but court filings on Wednesday indicate that both parties have now settled for an undisclosed sum. The cost to ship Sitka's trash may increase soon. When the Sitka Assembly met on Tuesday night, the group heard a presentation from the city's solid waste contractor about policy changes for barging trash. But the city is pushing back on footing the bill. KCAW's Catherine Rose reports. Last fall, Alaska Marine Lines announced it would begin refusing shipments of solid waste in open containers on June 1st. That poses a problem for Sitka because the city currently ships its solid waste in containers without lids. Switching to closed containers and fully compacting the trash would require a significant investment in new equipment that could come with a big price tag. Sitka contracts with Republic Services for its solid waste shipping. The nationwide company delivers the city's loaded trash containers to the AML barges and then hauls them to a landfill in eastern Washington. Republic Services spokesperson Matthew Peterson told the Assembly that Sitka isn't the only community where the change is needed. We have uh, three, three partners in southeast Alaska, Sitka, Klawak, and Wrangell, who are Uh, still currently utilizing open-top equipment. Shipping garbage in open containers poses a fire risk. The last time a Sitka container caught fire was in 2016. But last summer, a container from Wrangell caught fire in Ketchikan, and that spurred AML to set a firm deadline with Republic Services to stop shipping trash without a lid. But Peterson said the container tops weren't the only issue. He said the trash also needs to be compacted to further reduce fire risk. Right now, staff at the transfer station load trash into containers with a bulldozer and compact the trash manually. Peterson said Sitka needs something more heavy-duty, a baler or a special compactor that compresses the trash into loafs. And is, is very efficient and known and trusted methodology to eliminate both underweight fees, uh, saving the the community uh, dollars in the long run, and also uh, has been uh, determined to be the the safest methodology of compaction and shipping for this purpose. If the trash is compacted with one of these machines, it will fit into the containers Republic Services already owns and supplies at no additional cost. Without a compactor, someone would need to purchase special retrofitted or shoebox lids, which would be a multi-million dollar investment. But who would foot the bill? The city maintains that Republic Services is contractually obligated to supply working containers. 
Republic Services says it's the city's responsibility to install a trash compacting system. The company has offered to sell Sitka an older model for $1 and help cover refurbishing costs, but it would be on Sitka to pay for installation and maintenance. Mayor Steven Eisenbeis pushed back on whether compaction was necessary for safety or even required by AML. Will AML accept the closed-top containers without compaction, without preload compaction? I, I think it would be very difficult to do. You, you could. Well, it, it's, not a, it's not a difficult yes. to do. It's will they accept it. Um, I, I cannot speak for AML for that. Um, but, but what I could tell you, though, is uh, without compaction, um, the, the city would, would be um, penalized for underweight containers at a much higher rate. Eisenbeis also asked who is responsible for providing effective and reasonable containers. Peterson confirmed that it's his company's responsibility. Peterson said if no changes were made before June 1st, Republic Services was contractually obligated to find another way to ship Sitka's garbage out of town. So far, the options they'd explored were pricey, and the cost would be on the city. With the AML deadline swiftly approaching, Mayor Eisenbeis said he wished they'd heard a report from Republic Services sooner, so the Assembly had more time to consider its options. It'll be interesting to see what June 1st brings around, and I hope that you can continue to be uh, an upfront partner with us, um, because right now I feel, I feel ramrodded. In an interview with KCAW, City Administrator John Leach said, quote, It's very complicated, and we're trying to stand our ground while reiterating that we're concerned about the fire risk safety. The city has made some changes since the 2016 container fire to address risk, like regular inspections of the waste stream and signage discouraging disposal of flammable materials at the transfer station. Leach said the city will continue exploring its options with Republic Services later this week. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Catherine Rose. Construction has resumed on a $40 million road extension on northern Kupernoff Island that's drawn controversy from the get-go. The U.S. Army Corps of Engineers last month granted a wetlands permit for constructing new portions of the road and a boat ramp outside of Cake. But critics of the project and local governments are upset that the Army Corps has denied a request to hold a public hearing on the project. KFSK's Joe Vicknicki reports. The Cake Access Project will connect existing forest roads on northern Kupernoff and create a new boat ramp at 12 Mile Creek, 12 miles north of Petersburg. Once completed, it will allow motorists to drive over 40 miles out of Cake from one side of the island to the other but it still leaves a 12-mile gap in road connection and a water crossing separating the communities. The Alaska Department of Transportation's Joe Kemp is the engineering manager on the project. Well, the work started the 1st of April, uh, and their completion date for Phase 1 was November 1. I think we've extended that to, um, to June 1st of next year just in case you know, inclement weather comes in and delays them, you know, for three straight weeks or four weeks, and they can't finish up the uh, punch list items at the end. The, the plan is, is to be done uh, this fall. The state is contracting with international construction company Kiwit. Last year, it granted that firm a contract for about $15.5 million for the first phase of the work, regrading existing gravel forest roads. 
The new road segments and boat ramp authorized by this year's core permit will drive the total cost for construction to around $34.5 million. The source of the funding is a $40 million appropriation from the state legislature in 2012, and it's been championed by Sitka Republican State Senator Bert Stedman. He has said it will improve transportation and economic opportunity for both communities. But critics question the need for the road and spending so much state money in a time when the state is short on cash. Petersburg resident Becky Knight gathered 118 signatures in the single weekend last year asking for more scrutiny of the road work. For $40 million, I can think of 40 projects that would benefit far more people. Even one project for a million dollars that would benefit far more people uh, than, than this um, boondoggle out at, on North Kupernoff. Petersburg's Borough Assembly last November approved a resolution asking for a public hearing on the project before the state spent any more money on it. And Cake's tribal government, the organized village of Cake, joined with environmental groups, the Alaska Rainforest Defenders, and Southeast Alaska Conservation Council asking the Corps to deny the wetlands permit. Olivia Glasscock is an earth justice attorney in Juneau who penned comments on behalf of the coalition. We were really disappointed um, on behalf of our uh, clients and partners that we are working with to learn that the permits had been issued um, in the face of substantial um, concerns, both in Petersburg and Cake, about the impact that this road will have, um, and especially after the Army Corps um, failed to hold any sort of public hearings um, or provide additional comment periods or anything like that for the public. The Army Corps says its project manager was not immediately available to interview about the agency's decision. KFSK obtained the Army Corps' environmental assessment and decision document through the Freedom of Information Act. The 62-page document released on May 7th lists the road's public benefits as more access to forest land and resources, which it says outweigh negative impacts. The agency also responded to requests for public hearings by saying those would not serve to answer questions raised by critics of the project. The filings also show the Army Corps won't require any work to compensate for loss of over 14 acres of wetlands. It justified the decision, saying the project is designed to avoid wetlands whenever possible. The DOT's camp says the state agency has addressed the issues raised by area residents and other government agencies. He says the company has started the construction of the new road segments, about five and a half miles in total, and will also be doing the rehab work on the existing road system. The DOT says Kiewit has told them about 30 to 45 workers would be on the project. The company did not respond to requests for a comment. The work will use up the remaining state appropriation. That means no immediate plans to close the gap between Petersburg and Cake. In Petersburg, I'm Joe Bicknicki. I'm Peter Apathy, and this has been Raven News.